Hi there, I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and I'm just here to let you know that you're listening to an amazing and spectacular podcast. <laughs> Get it? It's the name of my comic books. But don't read the super old ones, there's probably some sexist and racist stuff in there. And remember folks, there are spoilers in this show. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast about a different way of viewing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and with me, as always, is the ultimate driving machine, Oliver Deer. Hello, it's me, and welcome to the very special Spider-Man special episode. Yeah, we've been waiting three months for this, Ollie. Yep. Thirteenth episode, the spookiest episode yet. It's, uh, it's all about Spider-Man <laughs> and spiders. Hey, spiders are pretty creep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's finally, it's finally come about... We're finally going to talk about brand new Spider-Man movie. We've been waiting for so long. I can't believe it's finally here. Yeah. We just, uh, we've just come home from Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, so good. <laughs> so and good. We're, and we're going to take it home in this uh, <laughs> podcast here. <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> How anyway, long did, did you think about that on the way home? Uh, I thought about this joke before we went into the cinema. <laughs> and... And knew I would say it once yeah. we got back. <laughs> I'm, oh, well, I'm glad that you've remembered it. Anyway, I had a little bit of a thought this week, as I always do. Less of a thought, though, and more of a pet peeve. So it's already the pet peeve segment, I guess. We're bringing in a peeve yeah. very early. Can you just this quickly week? do the pet peeve intro, <laughs> just just live. Um, just do, do you it. want me to do the whole thing? Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want? I'll, I'll go. I'll start. Do you, you want to spit it like two rappers do? Yeah. Okay. All I'll right. I'll be off. Kanye, and you can be Big Sean. <laughs> All right, um, so it starts uh, off with chip, the... Chip, 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 Marley. 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 <laughs> uh, world's worst dog. dog. Shut that fucking dog up. Do, 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 do. It's, it's time, time for pet peeves. peeves. Roo, roo. Oh, time for pet peeves. What a great <laughs> intro. Oh, Ollie. Oh, we bloody <laughs> love that intro, don't we, Ollie? <laughs> really good. Uh... Um, anyway, this is, this pet peeve and this thought is just a little bit of a callback to my first pet peeve on the show, which was, um, the fact that in zombie movies, they never call the zombies zombies. They always have some other term for them. Yeah. So in Walking Dead, they call them walkers in, um, other things, you know, they'll say the infected or the dead ones or, you know, I don't know why they don't call them zombies, but they don't. Another one... White ver- Walkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's another... <laughs> that whole time I was trying to think of another example and <laughs> nothing was coming to me. Um, they don't call them zombies in um in Shaun of the Dead. Or do they call them something else in that? Uh, Maybe it's just zombies. Yeah, I think it, it it might just be zombies or just the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Oh, that's why they call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, But Continue. a similar peeve to that is... In pretty much a lot of science fiction shows, particular or movies, uh, particularly young adult adaptations or just young adult novels in general, yep. anything science fiction really, uh, video games is included. When there is like a group of something, or like you know, and this world has to come up with a name for them, they'll just be called somethingers. <laughs> they'll just add er. Okay. To the end, and like it's the most uncreative thing. The reason I thought of this is because we're both playing a video game called Horizon Zero Dawn currently, 
Yeah. And literally just all the names for the robotic dinosaurs are like <laughs> watchers, <laughs> grazers, stalkers, yeah. Um uh, you know, chargers. It's hey, like what they do plus E R Grazers. Yeah. That's another one. We said that one. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stormbird. Oh, no. <laughs> That's no but good. It's so common in science fiction. And it actually, like, this actually does piss me off. And I just think that's really unoriginal. Now, going back to The Walking Dead, just some of the, ex- some of the other names they use for zombies are all these ER. So we've got biters, creeper, floater, swimmer, uh, Swimmer? Lurker. That's for the swimming zombies. Okay. Yeah. Lurkers, uh, roamers, rotters, skin eaters. <laughs> you know, it's so uncreative. And I just, I've whipped up a couple of examples just from like general science fiction and young adult yeah, movies. Right. Okay. So, yep. um, so for, okay, from the Maze Runner, for example, the people, the, the group of kids that live in the center of the maze and are trying to get out, right? Yep. They live in a place called the Glade, and can you guess what they're called? Runners. No. <laughs> Gladers. Oh, but you're actually right. Well, yeah, they're called Gladers, <laughs> but the people that run are called yeah. Runners. Yeah, just literally Runners. And the things that live in the maze are called Grievers. Uh, and get, get better right. You know what? I just think authors, in general, yeah. should be better at writing. They should. Why can't you come up with a cool name for something? Yeah. Like, um, and a counter-example... Muggles. Muggles. <laughs> That's a great example of the, not just, like, regulars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Imagine if J.K. Rowling just made muggles just called normals. <laughs> <laughs> Normas. Yeah, normas. Yeah. Um, a counter-example might be, like, Twilight. Like, I'm not saying Twilight's, like, good or anything, but at least <laughs> they had the put gut. that on the table. At least they had the guts to call, like, the religious order of vampires or whatever the Voltari. Yeah, that's than, cool. Rather than, oh... The vampers, or the the religiouses, or the culters. The culters. I don't know. Just it, it. At least it was a creative name. Here's some other examples. <laughs> uh, Wait, of of creative ones or bad? No, ones? bad ones. All right. Uh, Firefly, the the uh, the pirate cannibals that live on the outer rim of the galaxy are called Reavers. So that's that's sort of like a like it's a made up name. It doesn't say what they do. They're not called like. Cannibalers or whatever or yeah. eaters, mortal instruments, anything. I think I'm pretty sure like anything that's supernatural, like a well, a werewolf or a vampire, is called a downworlder. Oh, I was hoping, I was so hoping you would have said because it's mortal instruments, city of bones, they were gonna call them boners. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if like the author was like, oh, cool, we can call them boners, <laughs> and then like just thirty minutes into the writing process, yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> oh, I get it. Any other fictional shit that's just <laughs> really messes your messes your hair up, really tangles your toes. <laughs> Keep going. Really tweens your jumper. Yeah. <laughs> really uh, touches your snoot. <laughs> really uh, <laughs> licks your ear. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm probably gonna come back to you. Uh, in the coming weeks, just with more examples that I found watching yeah, sure. science fiction stuff. Not only do I want you to come back with more examples of that, I also want you to come with um, more 
What's tickling your toes? Yeah. <laughs> what's booping your snoot? <laughs> More of those, please. What's what's underneath your fingernails? <laughs> That's so weird. You know, it just you know, hurts. <laughs> okay, sure. What bit of what bit of skin on the side of your fingernail is coming off? Oh, that, that really hurts. Now that now, everyone listening, write <laughs> in. Does that happen to you? <laughs> I think it means you're unhealthy. Oh no. Well, don't. Guys, you don't have to disclose any medical information to us. <laughs> oh, back to me. It's it's time for the Spider-Man Homecoming review and also talking about preconceptions and trailers and stuff. That's what we do on this podcast. I don't watch any of the trailers and you bloody do. And then we go into the movie and we see who had a better time. I've actually not been watching a lot of the trailers for this. You've watched up till the second. Yeah. And we have, uh, we actually recorded some preconception footage, uh, preconception audio, should I say, on the drive to go see Spider-Man Homecoming, where I just discuss things I know going in. So, let's play that. Well, Scott, you know what they say about the codes and conventions of media production. If you know them well enough, you can break them. And today, we're driving in the car, just recording some preconceptions of of the Spider-Man Homecoming film. Isn't that right? That's right, Ollie. We're, uh, we're, well, things are moving in your car. Um, oh, there's more. Everything's fallen. <laughs> we're heading off to the cinema to watch Spider-Man, the movie that is going to take home all of the Grammys this year. Oh, yeah, because it's got some good music in it, does it? Probably featuring some Kendrick Lamar? No, Kendrick Lamar, Lamar was in last year's one. Not last year, uh, last Spider-Man movie. Did you know that? Y- yes, I did. I- this that was going to be one of my preconceptions of the film is that I knew Kendrick Lamar in it, but I was I was wrong. I've missed the mark there. But things things I I hang on <laughs> things I do know about the movie is uh, only a couple things. Uh, basically, I know that this one was it's made by Marvel Productions. Is that right? But it's been marketed by Sony. Um, yes, that's right. And Sony gets all of the marketing like all of the profit I think righto okay so that's that's what I know about production and the only thing I know things that happen I know Robert Downey Jr. is in it as Iron Man and I know there is a scene where he he stops some bank robbers and they're all dressed in uh in the Avengers masks and that's that's one scene I've seen I've seen clips of not really heard the audio for it and also I know um that vulture man's in it. Did you find Did you find out about those things by scrolling through Facebook? Uh, yes, I most certainly did. Which is literally, if if there's any uh, film where I say, "Oh yeah, I've seen a couple of clips from this," it's always just through scrolling through Facebook because they, every single clip is a video. Ollie, so what are you expecting in terms of like the level of how good this is going to be? I have almost no idea if this is going to be a good one. I mean. Marvel has yet to make like a super bad film. They've never done worse than Thor the Dark World. Um, Thor the Dark Thor. Yes, right. Um, Captain America, the first Captain American. <laughs> yep. Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man 1. <laughs> Incredible Hulk, more incredible. Now, what was I bloody saying? <laughs> Are you saying that they've got a good track record? Right, yeah, so, and the only other thing I know is that this trailer, 
and well, it's so if Sony's responsible for marketing, you said the trailer has absolutely ruined some of the things in this movie for you. Everything that's happened so far in terms of the public perception and knowledge of this film has all pretty much all been through the marketing campaign run entirely by Sony. And yes, you're right. In fact, the, everything that Sony has touched in regards to this project has turned it to shit. Um, the posters look like trash. And of course, every... I mean, I've seen the first trailer for this and it ruined everything. Um, it, it basically just told you all of the beats regarding um, Spider-Man and Iron Man's relationship. And that's... Like, that's just scratching the surface of it. Just all the shots that they shown were things that we would have preferred to have not seen. So everything that Sony has touched so far has ruined it. Um, but everything Marvel has done so far, which is to do with the casting, to do with the actual, like, what his vibe is like on screen, that's all great so far. That's pretty much it with regards to preconceptions. Um, and I guess we can just throw it back to um, our good friends, future Ollie and Scott. Our good, good friends. All right. Back to them. Ugh. I hate uh, those guys. Those past selves. I swear to God, they think they're so cool that they can talk to us. Um, we're well, well beyond them. Yeah. They're very ignorant, aren't they? They're very ignorant. I don't think we should ever let them back in on the no, pod. They haven't even seen Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> yet. <laughs> we have. Yeah, uh, we're better than those guys. <laughs> we have seen it. And so we're now going to go straight into some... Some spoilery tastic uh, talking about this film. Yep. So just straight up, Scott, did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Yep. yep. And I and I think that is a testament to me not watching the trailers. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about exactly what they shown and what they didn't show in a little bit later. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed my time there. I think the characterization of Spider Man is the best it's ever been. Wow, yep. And um Oh, like, I just I found myself not wanting it to end when I was yeah like, it was getting more towards the end and I was thinking nah please more uh, <laughs> so once the logo came up I was like oh my god we're watching this it's actually Spider I wasn't even like super excited for it because I know you but I know you were stoked for it like your your most anticipated of the year and I was like oh now I'm excited yeah <laughs> we're seeing a Spider Man bloody film I know and it's been so long since we've had a good one is it the best Spider Man film you've ever seen yep better than Sp- Better than Spider-Man 1 and 2 by Sam Raimi. Um, definitely better than Spider-Man 1. Okay. But it is a contention between Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming. Doc Ock, best Spider-Man villain No. in the films? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, oh. yeah. No, no, no. I know um, you Yeah, well, that, that's not my favourite Spider-Man villain, but that was by far Raimi's best Spider-Man film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Your anyone... favourite villain. Oh, I love it. I'm a Venom boy. You're a big old Venom boy. Yep. I love Venom in comic books. I love Venom in video games. Yeah. I love Venom in TV shows, but <laughs> shit me off. Did I hate Venom in Spider-Man 3? <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. This movie nailed uh, Spider-Man. Like, I, I've just, you know, I've not read the comics, but I know he's supposed to be this little wise-ass kid in in Spider-Man costume, yep. running around being a little smart-ass web-slinger. Yeah, he's a he's a Alec. Yeah, he's a and that's what he's Alec. doing in this movie. And they took so much time to just spend with just him doing funny little Spider-Man things. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of actually showing him being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, he he helping ladies find directions. Uh, he was doing flips, like people were like, "Hey, you're a Spider-Man, do a flip," and he was like, "Okay." 
he does a flip. <laughs> he just did one, and they, and they celebrate him. Doing yeah. That. See, that was an, that's a great example of like why I loved it so much because we get to see that, which we haven't seen ever. Yeah. Um. In and I can't think of like an example of like there's there's a times when there's been quippy Spider Man, but he's not doing it to impress people on the street and like. Like there's moments that he's just swinging around a bridge and he's look he's just saying hey how you doing as yeah. he's flying past them, um and I think that is kind of the fundamental thing that stands this movie out towards compared to the other ones yeah arguably one of my favorite openings to a Marvel film where it was Peter Parker with a camera just filming like stuff during during uh, Captain America Civil War like he's like I'm gonna go in the fight and then he runs off to the fight and you can see scenes that were happening in Civil War. Yeah. And then he comes back and says, like, oh my God, that was really cool. And then it goes into the film. And also, like, even just later in the film, like mid-film, he gets locked in a warehouse and just spends a lot of time by himself getting to know his suit, Bin. Yeah, yeah. Just just getting to know his character and stuff. They spend literally, like, four minutes. That's all it takes. Yeah. Of just him being stuck in there. He's he's quipping with, with his suit. Yeah. Um, Karen. <laughs> Karen, uh, the robotic suit voice lady. It, well, it's basically the Iron Man suit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you know that a lot of that Captain America Civil War stuff was in trailers and TV spots? No idea. There were like it was a big deal. It was like, oh look, Spider Man's like hiding behind the wall and he's talking to his camera. Oh, there's oh. Cap. There's Black Widow. Who's that new guy? I had no idea about any of that. That was an awesome opening to the film. I was really surprised. Yeah. Like, cause it it as it's coming into the film, they do the whole. Spider-Man thing dun, 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 during the Marvel logo. Yeah, that and was I'll, great. And yeah. I was like, yes, this is how cool. And then it goes, a film by Peter Parker. And I'm like, what? And then <laughs> it goes into the found footage. Oh, and I him. tell you what, some person in our theater <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing he has ever seen <laughs> in anything. A lot it, of people in our, in our theater thought everything was the funniest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, just... When it came up, it just said, a film by Peter Parker. He just went, ah <laughs> Yeah. All right, mate. It's almost embarrassing. Even uh, the Oh, it wasn't almost embarrassing. It was full on embarrassing. <laughs> the post-credit scene where um, it's, uh, it's basically just a little joke where Captain America, he's been doing these like educational, uh, motivational videos throughout the film just on a TV for like the classroom and stuff. Yeah. And at yeah. the end, he comes over the cinema and goes... Oh, blah, blah, blah. Learn about patience. And it's like a meta joke for for waiting all the way to the end of the credits. And yeah. he's like, yeah, how many more of these do I have to do? And some <laughs> guy in the fi- in the theater was just like, yes, yes, that is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was, it's, I mean, it's a meta joke, I guess. It's, it's okay. Deadpool's I'm, done it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was very similar to Deadpool where they... He was making fun of the fact that people are still in the cinema. Yeah. Um, but let me just toot my own horn a bit. Toot it. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> um, being a superhero fan, <laughs> I'm fully aware that there will be mid-credit and post-credit scenes. Um, I I knew that there would have to be at least one. So as the credits started rolling and there was nothing left to really spoil, Oliver quickly looked up to see if there were any of there was worthy of us sticking around for. Um, and there was. The first one happened, and then he said, the next one's, like, supposed, like, not a big deal. It's just, like, a little funny thing. Yeah. And my mind went, all right, let's see. What's it What's it going to be? And I said to Ollie, I think it's going to be Captain America coming out yeah. and doing another one of his educational videos. 
and then maybe it'll like I don't know in my head I was thinking like it'll be like a montage of all the different things that he's talking about yeah and the second the screen went white and he and he walks out I was so proud of myself <laughs> I was I was like silently in a little tantrum I was like you bloody got it right he does on, on the on the drive back I had to say to Ollie please understand that I didn't know this <laughs> like it was a big deal to me I nailed it yeah I am Kevin Feige if you didn't know I'm the head of Marvel oh yeah and I directed this <laughs> um, that's how I knew um, what did you also think of Michael Keaton as the villain the vulture uh, the first note that I wrote down in my phone was Michael Keaton is looking great yeah like he just like right. looks really good for his age right um, but that was during the scene where it was um, eight years ago yeah. It was just after the... Um, yeah, uh, the Chitari invasion. Yeah, So I wasn't sure if that was de-aged at all, but he was looking great. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to write that down, talk about that <laughs> on the podcast. But besides that, I think everything that he did in that was awesome. I thought he had such a screen presence. Yeah. He, was not, he wasn't this, oh, uh, there goes the bad dude, and he's sort of like the opposite of the main hero. He's He's got the anti-powers of the hero. Yep. You know, he was like... I don't know. Every time he was on screen, I was like, "Yeah, there is. He's the villain. Like, I he has, he has character." Yeah, I'm completely with you. And Michael Keaton really sold it as this. He's like trying to be this good guy, but he's he's menacing. Yeah, yeah. Keaton has had so much practice in playing a bird, though, so it's <laughs> it just comes natural to him. He's been he's been typecast as a bird so much. He was, <laughs> he was Batman, and then he was a uh, Birdman. <laughs> And now Vulture now Man. Spider yeah. Vulture Man. Uh, yeah, but I, I completely agree with you. I think that whenever he was on screen, there was certainly a lot of... Like, he, he wasn't creepy for, like, creepy's sake. Yeah. You know, like, there wasn't, like, every now and then they would just cut to a shot of him, like, looking creepy. Yeah. Every time that he was on screen, it was enough to give the people the idea that this guy is, like, being driven mad. Um, He, he wants the city to him like well not so much wants the city to himself but like he doesn't want people to control him like damage control was yeah um taking his job away from him so he just like he just becomes this terrifying creature and there wasn't any montage of him building the suit it was literally just you know what we've got this tech let's do something with it and then mm. the next shot is of him just flying around the city in this sweet ass vulture suit yeah um uh, yeah minor thing did you notice that he was always wearing like a, a fur coat, uh, with like a puffy oh. hood, sort of like a vulture. Oh right, okay. Yeah. That was a bit of symbolism. I think nice symbolism. I think the um the original vulture in the comic books wore like green skin tight latex. Oh my god. With with fur kind of around the neck, <laughs> as if it's like a hoodie, but it's like around the front as well. Yeah. And around the back, um, and then he had like real wings. Oh, okay. So that's so maybe not even just like symbolizing the actual what like a fal not a falcon a, a vulture would look like, but the original comic book, um, you know, they could be referencing that as yeah. well, the original comic book costume. And they did what a good villain should do, and they made you sympathize with him. At one point, I was totally sort of on his side until I yeah uh, thought about it a bit because he said, um. Uh, Peter Parker goes, you're selling weapons to bad guys. And he's like, yeah. How do you think Tony Stark became a billionaire? Yeah. By yeah. selling literally weapons to uh, the government to kill terrorists. Yeah. It's n almost no better. And then I was like, yeah, but you are selling them to like drug dealers and robbers and stuff, I guess. Donald Glover. Yeah. To Donald Glover and stuff. 
But now Tony Stark um, makes a living by building toys. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. All oh, right. That was a callback to last week's. <laughs> Literally last week we were talking about him selling weapons to terrorists. And yeah. we didn't expect that that to be uh, <laughs> mentioned. Was it a surprise to you that the way that the Vulture became the villain was through um, using the old tech from yeah. the other movies? Yeah. I had, I had no idea how, how he was the Vulture. I assumed, because I didn't know if this movie was going to be any good, I th- assumed like... Oh, he works at a super science facility. <laughs> yeah. And so he has access to really powerful equipment. And that maybe the thing he uses to fly around is like, um, you know, it was for military purposes, but it was decommissioned. But he <laughs> redesigned it to be used as a vulture man. Yeah, it was really cool. And the use of all the um the alien weaponry was really cool and I didn't know that was had anything to do with yeah. the film. Like one of the first shots is just like a pan across that really massive one from the Avengers. Remember the yeah. bit where Tony's like, I'm bringing the party to you and then Black Widow's like, that's not a party and it's that like massive like worm looking creature. Oh, right. Um yeah, so that was like the first shot and I saw it and I was like, Oh man, they're going really hard with the MCU in this. Yeah. Um it's good good melding. Here's something that I didn't love. Okay. Um, do you remember back when Sony was making The Amazing Spider-Mans? Okay. And I know that you do know this because you showed it to me. Um, the hacked Sony emails in which Sony was saying... Oh, yeah. Hey, I've got a brand new Spidey thought. Yeah. You know, you know Snapchat is blowing up lately. How about Spidey does some Snapchats? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a bit of that in this. Was there? Was there Snapchats in just, this? Well, just, well, just, it started off with him using his smartphone to record a home movie. Oh, yeah, true. And then, like, almost immediately after, he's, like, he's trying to get in contact with Happy, and it's him texting, and the first thing is, Hey, Happy, it's, it's Peter here, and then uh, the emoji of the fist of, like, a... You know, yeah. like a fist bump. And so they literally had an emoji in this film. Oh, okay. And that was the thing that made me just go, oh, they're, they're kind of still holding on to the new Spidey thought. Yeah. It's like Sony was like, um, guy, like, I know you guys are going to make the, f- you guys, Marvel, are going to make the film, but like, we've had some good ideas. <laughs> we've got some really good new Spidey them. thoughts. We just don't want to waste them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but, th- but that was a very minor quip and it, and it went away pretty soon. Yeah. It was, it, it just started that and I thought, <laughs> oh, that and the the Spider-Man voice, I just thought, oh, th- is this actually going to be a disaster? Because <laughs> I knew it was, I knew going in that people have received it quite well. Yeah. Okay. And and like the fir- like I, I liked the fact that it was something different by making the home movie thing. But the second I realized, oh, that's filmed on a smartphone, and then the next thing is of him texting emojis to his pals, right. and I thought, shit, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. But that He's went the away. Modern day Spider-Man. Anyway, moving on to. The premise of the podcast. Yeah. So let's talk about the trailers. Let's talk about the trailers. So I've just, you've just shown me them. And boy, are you right. Those second and third ones, especially the second. Yeah. The one that I saw. Yeah. The second one you saw, the first one um, was, it was, it was okay. I I wrote, it's pretty much okay. Yeah. It's an expected trailer. The first one was, but the second one was Batman versus Superman level of spoilers. Yeah. And the third one, uh, I wrote, um, it was sort of like the trailer, people making the trailer for the third one was like, all right, what did we leave out yeah. of the second one? <laughs> um, okay, we didn't show Donald Glover in the second one. Let's put him in this one. Cool, cool. Yep. Oh, oh, we didn't put uh, any of Spider-Man's 
suit talking to him. Yeah, okay, we'll put Karen the suit in this one too. So and it was lucky you didn't watch the third one. So you you'd never seen Donald Glover, is that right? In no, and, not hadn't and seen. you didn't know what he was doing. Definitely hadn't seen him speak unless if you know he was in like a frame or two in some yeah. of the other trailers. No talking roles. And you hadn't seen that Spider-Man had a talking suit either. No, I did not know that. Yeah, which is a pretty big, pretty big part of it. Like halfway through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Can I list a few of the things that were in the trailer? Yeah. Okay. Tell me what you hated. Um. Well, no, I'm just gonna say okay. some things. Yeah. Um. The the uh Spider-Man jumping over the helicopter on the memorial building. Oh yeah. That was in the trailer. Right. I. Uh. To elaborate just on that quickly. I was... Uh, that scene was quite tense for me. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. I wasn't horror movie scared, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's an elevator. And in the other in that other movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, there was an elevator scene, I think, where Gwen fell down yeah. the <laughs> thing and she died. And I was like, oh, no, it's another elevator scene. People are going to die. Quick. How are you going to get and in there? And there were actual high school students this time. Yeah, I was like... I was honestly like, how are you going to get in there? Yeah. Because I knew the, the character in there... The chick that Liz. he was sort of crushing on, Liz. Liz, um, I was like, "Oh, Liz, you're not Mary Jane, <laughs> and you're not Gwen. I, I don't know die. your fate. I don't know your fate. Yeah, you're gonna die. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I honestly didn't know how he's gonna get in there. And if I had seen that helicopter shot where he uses the helicopter to get over, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, just wait for the helicopter, Spidey. Yep, and that's what I did. Yeah, because when all the uh, helicopters started coming for him. I was like, "Oh shit, this is complicating things." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so the uh the helicopter scene was in there. Um the final fight on the plane. Spider-Man saving the plane by using his webs to turn it through the city. Oh yeah, wow. Crashing the plane onto a beach. Wow, yep. Um holding the uh, the ferry together, so I knew that the ferry was going to get torn in half. Yep. Oh, Spider-Man's the one that's Zipping it all up. Karen even said, good job, Spider-Man. You're 70, uh, 97% stable on this thing. Yeah. And then suddenly it starts breaking up. And I was thinking, oh, Iron Man's going to be here in a second. Yeah. And he was because he's in the trailer. He's pushing the ferry together. Yeah. What else was in this movie? Yeah. Like, th- did I miss a major yeah. action set so piece? Basically, for just those who haven't seen it. But oh, uh, 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 the vulture picking up Spider-Man and dropping him into the water. And, right. and the uh, parachute gets deployed. That yeah. was in the trailers, baby. There is literally not a single piece of ac- a big action set piece that was not revealed in the trailer. Yeah. Um. I we we discussed just after watching all those trailers that you could pretty much create a montage of the entire film in chronological order just from the footage yep. of the trailers. The like, there's even Michael Keaton holding Spider-Man, like about to, you know, do yeah. do the, do the fake out. Um, like. I'm going to beat you right now. That moment where the vulture is almost about to smack down Spider-Man is a shot in the trailer with a uh, creepy, you know, o- uh, voiceover from Michael Keaton being like, it's all you. I'll do anything to protect my family. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not even was it all the action that was spoiled. We had the actual beats of the film laid out to us for the relationship right. regarding Peter and Tony. Yep. They're together. They're having fun. He's saying, just don't do what I would do. Yeah. The next shot of them together is of uh, Tony pushing the ferry back together. Yeah. The next shot of them together is Tony saying, 
you're not responsible enough to have this suit. You can get it back never. Yeah. Those scenes were almost literally, um, in the trailers, they were almost the exact, just the scenes, they had just taken those scenes from the film and been like, all right, just cut it down to about three, uh, like yeah. a couple of seconds, but keep those entire scenes, uh, keep the story of those scenes entirely there. Yeah. Keep every plot point. Don't, uh, don't include, um, like, maybe just Spider-Man just punching a bad guy. Don't include that. Show all the major plot points that are happening in those scenes and put them in the trailer. Yeah. It was weird. The, especially the conversation between Iron Man and Spider-Man when Iron Man's uh, saying, Oi, I'm going to take your suit. You've been a bad boy. <laughs> um, that scene was just like... Uh, the way it was cut was like, Iron Man talking, Spider-Man talking, Iron Man talking, Spider-Man talking, Iron Man talking. You don't have that much of a dialogue conversation in a trailer. No, exactly. Especially just in the middle of the trailer. Not only is... Like, this is not something that should be revealed in the trailer regard like, of him yeah. losing his suit. That is the twist. Yeah. He loses his suit in the second half of the film. Yeah. Don't reveal that. And just the... Like, I keep on seeing comments like this on YouTube videos where normally I'm in their position where I'm just saying, like, stop complaining, just enjoy the film when it comes out, whatever. But when they say, if you put all of the stuff together... It'll make up to about 10 or 12 minutes. And this is a two-hour movie. Think of all the stuff that we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't matter when I know the scene selection fucking title cards. When I know scene six is going to be Spidey loses suit. Like, that's a spoiler. Because I don't see that in a a six-minute sequence of them talking and Tony, like, beating down Spider-Man saying, you don't deserve it. Because I know that that is a thing that happened, that just ticks off that entire scene. Yeah. There is no reason to be showing any of this all the stuff, tension, and I'm so angry. All the tension must have been lost for you in nearly every scene, knowing what's going to happen. I the, knew that the plane was going to get fixed by him just moving the wing. Yeah, right. Not even, like, even just showing it, oh, there's going to be a fight near a plane. Yeah. That could be hardcore. But yeah. they don't show that. They show yeah. him saving it. Yeah. So, to include in a trailer, you should do exactly what the first trailer did. Sort of. Like, maybe not even that. But the first trailer, all it did was show the ship and it showed him slinging it together and it's sort of like, a, it just ends with him holding it together with his web slings and heroically and it goes to a different point. And it's just a very cool shot to yeah. end a trailer. Se- second trailer shows that that web slinging thing doesn't work. It shows that Iron Man comes and saves the day. It shows that Iron Man tells him off for it. It shows that he's loses the suit, as we've said. And so for you, you know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. For me, I'm just like, oh, cool, we're going to a ship. Is it go- is he going to just, like, do a reconnaissance mission and find the dude and then, like, leave the ship? That's <laughs> like yeah. I, that's what I thought might happen. Just like, oh, yeah, cool. He found out who that dude is, and now he'll go to another location and yeah. track them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, yeah, you include the small things. You don't include all the major plot beats. That's right. It's really strange. And I didn't know that this was a thing that happened because this was in the third trailer, the one that I, I didn't watch. There was a bit where Michelle um, is sitting at the table with Peter and... What's the other guy's name? Jed? <laughs> his friend, yeah. Yeah, his, his mate. His mate. Uh, the computer guy. Yeah. And Peter's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I got to leave. And then she goes, why, Peter? You're acting suspicious. Yeah, that was weird. Where are you going? And then in the trailer, in the third trailer, that was like right in the middle of it. Yeah. And that was a fine placement. And it ends there. Yeah. But then in the movie, the joke goes, 
they're kind of staring and Peter doesn't know what to say. And then Michelle goes, just kidding. I don't care. Yeah. Go do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. And then the last bit of the actual trailer of the trailer number three, the last shot was of her saying, I don't care. So not only did they, cause that, that's a cool like setup. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're going in thinking that Michelle was going to kind of be like suspicious. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. know that she's kind of like a, you know, like a, I don't care about anyone kind of character, but they show the actual punchline of this joke as well. Yeah. There's enough punchlines in the trailer. They, they they showed that friggin' shot of Tony Stark opening the door for Spider-Man in all three of them. I know. Where yeah. uh, Peter hugs back and he's like, we're not there yet. I'm just opening the door for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like they showed, I just thought there like... There are a lot of jokes they could have used other than like those ones which yeah are sort of give away like minor things or just or watching the third decrease trailer, the tension just watching the third trailer for the f- first time seeing that bit where michelle says where are you going i thought oh that's like a smart way of like cutting the trailer because i know i just watched this movie that the joke is that she says i don't care yeah ha 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 good use of the trailer there and then it showed it later on. And I was yeah. like, God, God damn it. There is no saving grace for these trailers. Because that scene is ah. right at the end of the actual movie. And in the trailer, you're not given that impression. You just think it's like yeah. some point in yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah. But because that's just right at the end of the movie, it really like sort of made me think that the Sony, that Sony, because they are the ones that marketed this and I assume edited the trailers, right? Yeah. Yep. And so Sony and the trailer team, it just made me think, they have no idea what m- movie Marvel has made and they have not even watched it or something because yeah. it just seemed to me like they were skimming through and like, okay, that's sort of funny. Grab that. We'll probably use that. Grab that. Grab yeah. that. They didn't give a shit about if it mattered to the story. Yeah. The, no, like It was almost like Marvel was like, oh, just the the, the main twist is that um, uh, Michael Keaton is actually the chick he's crushing on Liz's dad. Yep. Don't reveal that. And they were like, all right. But then they revealed every single thing else. <laughs> yeah. Because they just like hadn't... It's it's like because they weren't actually making it and it was still their property, they just felt distanced from it and just <laughs> yeah. didn't... They were like, um, okay, ha- what, what are just the best things about what Marvel have done that we can like... What are the best things we can use to make it look cool? Oh yeah, we'll throw Donald Glover in. People like him. He's Childish Gambino. Let's throw all these, everything else in. Um, Yeah, it was like, you know when you watch a YouTube video, but it's a long one, so you just like hover your mouse over the bottom to see where you want to see? It's like they did that and just waited for like a cool shot. Yeah. And then they saw that cool shot of Peter holding the fairy together. Oh, perfect. We'll use that. Yeah. yeah, I I really don't know if the marketing team who put together the trailer seen the film. Knew what was a spoiler and what was not. It's like they don't know the character, which is so funny considering they've made two films of these. Of yeah. this character, they made five. Was Sony a part Sony of the made Raimi the original deal? three? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, just a couple more notes that I wrote, just th- about things that I liked that I uh-huh. thought were noteworthy. Um, there was a very cool moment where Spider Man's trying to find this van. This van grows and it looks like there's weapons in it, so he's trying to investigate. So he's running up on top of buildings and houses, and he's trying to get there really quick. But then he goes to like a golf course. Oh yeah, and, th- and there's no. <laughs> well, I think it was like a golf course. There's, there's no buildings or anything for him to like swing on, so he just goes, oh, "God damn it!" And like he just, he just, it's a long shot of him just running across this field from like a, from far away. It's like a wide shot. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very cool. Like they actually show that. Oh, what he does here is he doesn't just shoot the web into the 
Scott's guy, and then he can swing. It has to attach to something. Yeah, and they take <laughs> they take the second to make that a funny thing, and like. Some, I think I've seen it in one of the other Spider-Man movies where they show that it hasn't attached, but the way that they make it, the comedy is that he's mid-swing and then he falls really far and then he, like, sm- like he hits the ground really hard. Okay. But this was just like a, you know, it's not it's not violence or anything. It's, it's not it, damaging him. He just goes, ah, oh, God damn it. And then he has, like, he has no option other than sprint. I thought that yeah. was very cool. I thought that, ex- the reason, the way they did that, I just thought that's, that's an ex- like uh, I can imagine like nerds having a discussion or Spider Man fans just having a discussion like wow oh no like I wouldn't want to be Spider Man because he can like only operate in a city you can't have Spider Man go like anywhere else other than New York he he wouldn't work yeah <laughs> like yeah you can imagine like just people having that discussion sort of like what if um what if what if he's in a desert yeah like, yeah and it's yeah it's funny just they actually put him in that environment. Um, and finally, the other... Oh, um, did you care that, um, spoiler alert, it turns out that Michelle's character is... She likes the name MJ, which I is... I thought that was totally ham-fisted, the way they reveal that. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, like, she said it so irrelevantly, because, like, the whole group knows her yeah! already, and she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, now that you've elected me captain... I'm going to just tell you something and that is that some my friends call me MJ. Yeah. It's like why are you why are you telling us that now? Yeah, like, like they know you. You guys are sophomores, you know each other for at least 2 years. Yeah. Um anyway, but, well that's <laughs> but like do you think that they're going to make MJ the love interest again now that Liz I suppose is so. Moving? I liked her. Isn't she like a pop star or something? Yeah, yeah, she, oh, right. she was a Disney kid that oh, turned okay. into a pop so I don't know. <laughs> Her name begins with a Z. Is like Zen Zenyada Zen- Zenyadi. Um, she was she was great. She was like considering that she is like a she's a Disney actor. She she did yeah. not seem out of place at all. It was interesting that they. Well, I thought so. They clearly had characters in this that even though they didn't have a big role, they we they definitely are going to use them in su- uh, future films as a bigger role. Yeah. So, uh, the Scorpion dude. Uh, Scorpion or Scorpio or the, I think it was the Scorpio, the Scorpion, the Scorpio. Uh, it was the Scorpion. That was what it was. Sure. Um, he's just like this bad dude who's sort of throughout it, but at the end, he's revealed that he's sort of like maybe going to be another a villain yeah. in the future. Then there was also MJ, obviously, and uh, Donald Glover, like really minor. He's a, he's a he's like a rising actor. Pretty getting yeah, yeah. getting pretty big in Hollywood, I would say. Like a lot of think people are casting him, like in the Han Solo uh, movie. He's um, gonna be Lando. Yeah, Lando. Um, it, like pretty minor character in this film, but clearly gonna be utilized in the future. Do you really think so? I don't think he's gonna come back. I really do. I don't. I don't know why they would have him in it otherwise, because unless he, it was because just because like he likes Spider Man. Yeah, he was Donald for Spider Man. Yeah. Did you know that in the Amazing Spider Man movies, they just had a photo, like a cast photo of Donald Glover for Community hanging up on Peter Parker's wall? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like that was like their way of being like, "Look, you're in the movie." Oh, cool. But yeah, like I thought that um, they made Donald Glover's character. So, so the pluses that this could be a recurring character is that he was given a proper name, mm-hmm. but that's like it. He was just a low-level thug that gave Spider-Man information. I, but well, he, why do you think he, he's going like, to come back? Because people, he he was given sympathy a little bit. Like he was, yeah, he was sort of a 
a thief, mate. Was he a thief or yeah, he wanted to rob a store. But yeah, he said he wanted to ho- hold someone up. Yeah, but it I didn't get the impression he was like a bad dude. Like they made him sympathetic. They didn't just make him generic thug number 3. Yeah, true. Uh and also because why wouldn't they use him again? They have no reason not to. I was really if th- worried that he was going to be generic thug number 3 when he was only in that right in the uh, under the underpass. Yeah. And just as I, a cameo. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know that he was going to come back. And the second that like Spidey went after the actual thugs and just left Donald Glover there, I was like, ah, oh, really? I've been waiting this long to see if he's going to be playing Miles Morales or if yeah. he's going to be... Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that they did end up going back to him. Yeah. Well, I, I reckon they will, because I, I don't see why they wouldn't. They, they Marvel Universe, they love putting characters that are in other films in other films, you know? Sure. They love meshing everything together. Um, One preconception or thing or thing I had before the movie was that for some reason my expectation was that this was going to be different like I know I know it's it's definitely different from the amazing spider-man because those sucked yeah. it's definitely different from the originals because you know they they've improved over all the other spider-mans to try and make this he's the perfect spider-man yep. uh perfect Peter Parker he's the wise cracking man um but I so I had this expectation that this movie was going to be different, and it was called Hi- Spider-Man: Homecoming. Such a sort of strange title, but cool, cool title, but strange. Yeah. And I just thought it was going to be really different, and it ended up for me at least being another Marvel movie. But it had Spider-Man. But Spider-Man's cool. Okay. Spider-Man's very cool, and this is why I like the film probably maybe more than I like a um. Uh, like a Thor film or something because wow. I don't mind Thor as much, but I don't know. It's just, it just to me seemed, it was just run of the mill Marvel, okay. Marvel jokes, Marvel plot line, but you know, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, all the beats there, you know, do, do good, get, get better at stuff. Uh Oh, fall out. And then, Oh no, but I can do it myself. Blah. I don't know. Yeah. There was a lot of. I need to be alone for this one. Yeah. For me, it was the run-of-the-mill Marvel. And we discussed before, just today, you were saying, the director of this film, the other films he's made was Clown yeah. <laughs> and, what was it? I don't know. Cop Car? Yeah. Those were, yeah. Those were two films he's made. We've never heard of them. They're probably not good. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them was given like a five-point-something rating on on imdb which i thought was impossible but it's uh, (laughs) the other was a six so that aligns with our theory on imdb yeah uh once again trashing imdb on the (laughs) podcast i love doing it (laughs) and i said to you that i think the reason they they've hired this director because you were like why have they hired this guy why would they he's done nothing special ever yeah i just thought it was a risky move just picking a nobody but i I know that they've picked nobodies in the past but like he doesn't have a track record, let alone a good one. Mm. But carrying on from last week, I said to you that I thought it was it would be risky to get an auteur or anything because an auteur, or as we an auteur is like a, a renowned uh, stylistic director who's good. That <laughs> we yeah. did explain went into this last week. Go listen to that. Um, if they had hired an auteur, the auteur could have done really strange things that may have been hit or miss. Like, I don't know, David Ayer. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, oh considered boy. quite a good director before Suicide Squad, you know? Yep. Um, 
and they didn't want to do that. So they got this guy who they knew, oh, he can direct a film. Like he can literally go on set and tell actors what to do and how to act and how to react emotionally to things. But uh, where, but Marvel, but Marvel still will be in charge creatively. And this director guy is just doing his job as the on-set creative. But he's not. He didn't. I don't think he wrote it. I don't think he he was responsible for a lot of the choices that they made. Yeah. And that's why I think it's run-of-the-mill Marvel because it's still the heads heads of it making all the decisions. I suppose the one the one difference in the Marvel universe is maybe James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He's maybe the one director that's maybe given a little bit of leeway uh with what to do the creatively. Guy that's doing the new Thor. Oh yeah, he's well known. That's a that's a good counter example. So Taika Waititi, yeah, who did what we do in the shadows and the hunt, hunt for, for the, the wilder people. people. They've given him Thor three, which and is some episodes of Flight of the Conchords, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is like it's a really strange choice because, but then again, yeah. maybe it's not a strange choice because the other Thors have done so poorly with studio control. They were just like, all right, give this one to the, the auteur. Yeah, but if if we've got a good script and we know it's good. Let's just give it to a run-of-the-mill director and we'll control it. And that's why I think that Marvel is smart with their directing. And that's why I was confused by how little this other guy has done that's directing mm. Homecoming. Because, like, you, you've you seen in, like, even the uh, the deleted funny scene that they uh, filmed for the Spider... No, Spider-Man. Um, Captain America mm. Civil War, where Thor wasn't part of it. It turns out he was just living with a flatmate in Australia. Have you oh, seen yeah. those things? Oh, no, I haven't. It's just like, it's just Thor being like... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just like living in a share house. <laughs> um, and like, they realized that, well, this is at least my theory of how they ended up getting Watiti was the fact that he can obviously do comedy very well and they thought we need to emphasize this because he's had like a couple of comedic lines. Yeah, Thor in, like, has been a funny character in the Avengers yeah, films. But like, he, he started off just being like, the the kind of like dumb I don't understand these Earth people yeah like even like the joke in the first one where he's he enjoys coffee and then he I think yeah. it was coffee and then he just smashes and he goes another please yeah, like, yeah. so that's why I thought I was confused to see that they got such a unknown for as well of a known character as Spider Man when they seem to know what needs to be emphasized on mm. for each of their characters yeah my theory here is. They needed Spider-Man to do well. Because if it didn't, bad things, you know, bad things and strange things will happen between them and Sony. Yeah. That we've the the community have so many have had so many bad Spider-Man films, they're like, this needs to be good, and Spider-Man needs to be in our universe as a really good character, and people love Spider-Man. Like it's huge, like he's a huge character, and this needs to be good. Yeah. Let's give this to the producers and Kevin Feige and all the dudes right in, at the top of Marvel to make sure this does not fuck up. But Thor, they're a bit more like, well, we don't have huge stakes in making Thor 3 good. We we, we can't have a perfect trilogy because Dark World is literally the the least <laughs> the least review the least well reviewed um, Marvel film there is. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we've had bad Marvel f- we've had bad Thor films. And probably no one will want to see a third. Let's just give it to like a director people are really loving right now, and just see what he and he can just do anything, and he can yeah sure he can go wild because we don't have huge stakes in this one. So are you saying that you're 
like you agree with them getting an unknown yeah. and playing it safe? You think that's I mean, I the don't best think option? It, is that what you would have done if you're fighting? It was probably the best option for them, but it's not the best. It's not the best thing for the fans. I, I, they did an, un, an, a, an, an unrisky thing. If they'd done a risky thing and got like a super good director, they could have had, you know, one of the most amazing Spider-Man films of all time. Maybe if, you know, they hired like a super famous... This is the best Spider-Man film of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They have done it. But they could they could have made it in league with like uh, Dark Knight. I, what I mean is like, if ma- imagine if they'd hired Christopher Nolan. Not that it would ever happen. Yeah. But if they'd hired him, right, it could have been like a masterpiece, you know, is what I'm saying. They could make masterpieces, but they've chose to make something... Everyone can be happy with, but it's not. It's not gonna rise above anything. But I don't know exactly what it what it is that you want because comparing Batman and Spider Man is so different because you can get autory with yeah. Batman oh, yeah, well, because it's so dark and you can make it. There are so many different re- reiterations of Batman yeah. of like, oh, but now he's like this. And if you want Christopher Nolan, you can incorporate elements of that into the film. But because yeah. Spider-Man, I know that what you said is true, that it needs to be popular mm. because they paid a lot of money to get it back from Sony. Like it, it, the deal that they struck, actually, I don't know if there was any financial stuff happening there, but probably, <laughs> um, but like really, what is there else that could have been done for this? Uh, well, what I'm How? thinking is like, imagine if they hired uh, Taika Waititi for this. Or Edgar Wright or someone. They so, tried Edgar Wright. Did they? Well, no, they had Edgar Wright for, oh, right, for Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Right. And he had to be yeah. kicked out because yeah. creative differences. <laughs> um, yeah, like imagine if they had hired someone like... Because Spider-Man's a funny character, obviously. They're not going to dark knight it and make it gritty, obviously. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't want that. They you should keep him funny. But why not hire the best, the best in the biz when it comes to funny? Like even, I don't know, a Seth, imagine a Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg... Spider-Man. That'd be funny. <laughs> they, well, they did that with that other... They've done a superhero movie. Green Hornet. Yeah. Uh, People hated that. Yeah. That was that was early. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the... You picked the perfect... <laughs> the perfect example for me to counteract your point. Fair enough. But I was just saying, why don't they pick... Yeah, why don't they pick uh, uh, the, uh, the the big comedy directors? Why And why... And that's why they've chosen just the, the run of the mill. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, look, let's let's get to rating because okay. we got to wrap this up. Yeah. I'm going to rate the trailer a 0 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined it in the worst way it could possibly be ruined. Yeah. Um but I'm giving the film a 9. Uh we don't do uh film scores by numbers anymore, Scott Munn. Don't you remember we use HD High distinction, oh, yeah, sorry. distinction oh, so- credit pass fail. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also fun. Because this is homecoming, yeah, which is a school thing. Oh, cool! Uh, no, it's a strong HD. Oh, high distinction for you. Of course, it is. It's oh. great. It was a mm. very good. Yeah, All I'll right. give it a distinction. High, uh, mid distinction, I guess. All right. And <laughs> uh, what about the trailers? Ah, uh, yeah, fail. Yeah, okay. fail. <laughs> yeah, fail. Um, did not complete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go on to a another. Did not understand exercise <laughs> and understand assignment. <laughs> Hand stuck in fan. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to another segment. Yeah, um, Let's do Rotten Tomatoes. 
Okay. Let's do um, The Fruit is a Cute this ah, week. Ah, my favorite video game. I'm going to give you a... Uh, uh, I'm going to give you five movies. Yep. And you can tell me what the uh, the connection is between those. Yep. And um, the aim of the game is I'll give you these movies and you can tell me within the range of 5%, plus or minus, uh, their Rotten Tomatoes score, okay. which is a website that uh, reviews movies. Yeah. So, for example, and this is uh, movie number one, um, The Founder. Ah, with Michael Keaton. Mr. Keaton, he's the... Inventor of McDonald's. He's the one that found out McDonald's. He was like, whoa, there's a McDonald's. (laughs) I found it. I think... I don't really know how this did. And I think, well... You think because a movie would be about McDonald's, it might be bad, but then you think it's got Keaton in it? Oh, no. Well, I'm thinking it's this is like a biopic. So biopics <laughs> are like Oscar-ish. But it, was, it wasn't up for an Oscar. Oh, yeah. So... What if Michael Keaton played a bird in this? <laughs> the McDonald bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a get. Let's give it a 82. Oh. Um, within the five percent, it's eighty-four. Nice. Very good. Nice. All right. Um, what percentage did the Minions film get? <laughs> Fifty-one. Oh, fifty-six. Oh, I nearly said fifty-two. <laughs> Damn it! Is he in that? Is he in the Minions? Yeah, or... Keaton plays a character in the Minions film. Yes. Is he a minion? I would do. Manana. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I don't believe it. What percentage did uh, Trainwreck get? It, 90. Um, 85%. I did, I did very well. Very well. <laughs> you win. Well. Um, <laughs> um, what percentage did Magic Mike XXL get? Is there a theme between these? Yes. Are they Keaton? I'm not well, telling you. Oh, okay. Um, Magic Mike. This is the second one? Yeah. Extra, extra large, baby. 36. <laughs> it's done quite well at 64%. Oh, wow. Come on. Good on Magic Mike. Yeah. Come on, reviewers of Magic Mike. Give, give it a couple more love and get that baby <laughs> up to 69% <laughs> for Magic Mike XXL. And uh, finally, um, because you don't know the score of this one, what percentage do you think Spider-Man Homecoming has? Knowing how superhero films have been doing recently, I believe I believe that other Marvel one, the Doctor Strang, that got like around like 80 or 90 yeah, like something. Somewhere between. So I'm going to say Spider-Man got around 88. Oh my god, that's one off. Which is a big old buzzer incorrect for you, baby girl. God damn it. That's twice today. One (laughs) off. uh, I'm in the ballpark. Do you know what the the connection is between these films? Keaton? No. Characters from Spider-Man? Yeah, the actors... Alright, well that brings us to the end of... Ignorance is this for another week. Ollie, hey. we've, we finally got round to talking about Spider-Man. Yes. Been there for a long time. Been waiting a long time. And next week, we're going to watch Baby Driver. Yeah, which is yes. a movie that I'm My ready to... My most anticipated. I can't wait to say that it's just like every other Edgar Wright film. <laughs> uh, 
if you would like to get in contact with us, you can through ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We'll talk about whatever it is that you want us to talk about. Um, and also on facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. Give us a like and share our posts. I just remembered I didn't write a haiku for Spider-Man, but let me just attempt. Okay, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, I am the web man. Watch me swing over the city. City is two syllables, <laughs> mate, that you just hit eight there. Watch me swing over the sit. <laughs> Iron Man is my dad. <laughs> <laughs>